Bill O'Reilly here. Friday, March 19th, 2021. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening this week in America. First, the southern border. The Department of Homeland Security now projecting the number of foreign nationals illegally entering the USA will soon pass levels not seen in 20 years. Border agents encounter at least 600 unaccompanied children every day, up 60% in the last four weeks. President Biden says he's not responsible. It's all Donald Trump's fault. The federal government now converting the Dallas Convention Center into a, quote, detention facility to house 3,000 teenagers who have illegally crossed the border. Now, I predict the border situation could sink the Biden administration because it is not going to get any better. Foreign nationals believe They can illegally cross into America and eventually become citizens, which, under Mr. Biden's vision, is entirely possible. According to recent polling from Rasmussen, 73% of Republicans, 60% of voters not affiliated with any party, say the government is not doing enough to stop the border siege. 70% of all Americans believe the government should mandate that employers hire only legal workers for jobs in the USA. Next, let's go to Europe, where COVID cases are rising across that continent. Germany, Spain, Italy, France, Sweden, Norway, Portugal, all bringing back shutdowns as hospitals on the continent reach capacity. Health officials blame the spike on dangerous new strains of the contagion, but that's not the real reason. The real reason is that the EU has no vaccine policy because the USA developed the vax and Europe dithered. They don't have any medicine to fight COVID and they'll get it last. Now here in the States, about 12% of the entire population is fully inoculated and another 23% has received the first injection. The medication may soon be available for children, but that'll take about a year of testing. Finally, more bad news for Governor Newsom in California. He admitted this week that he'll likely be recalled. That means his name will be on a ballot this summer and Californians will vote up or down on whether he should keep his job. Newsom is blaming everything on right-wing extremists. The real reason Newsom is in trouble, he's incompetent. In a moment, listeners, sound off. Right back. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper, and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. Listeners, sound off. We do this each Friday. We'd like you to participate. You can reach me. Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com, name and town, if you wish to opine. First letter comes from Richard in Galax, Virginia. 
Bill, can you explain the difference between President Biden allowing immigrants from Central America and Mexico to come to the USA versus President Carter in 1980 and the Mariel boat lift from Cuba? Has the United States forgotten all the crime that was brought to South Florida? It's a totally different situation, Richard. Um, basically, the Mariel boat thing was driven by Fidel Castro. He put all the criminals in Cuba in boats and sent them over to the USA 90 miles away. We didn't have anything to do with it. And Castro would not take those people back. So they would have died had not President Carter allowed them into the USA. Now, they were put in detention, but eventually most of them got out and caused a lot of trouble, as you pointed out. Let's go to William in Monument, Colorado. Bill, in addition to 75% of unaccompanied children interred near the border being 15 to 17 years old and male, they were unaccompanied. That means they were not torn from their mother's arms, of course. President Biden is either clueless or exaggerating the children thing. Teenagers are being brought here by so-called coyotes. Those are people smugglers. And they get a lot of money, these cartel smugglers, from doing it. Because once the teenager is here and establish his or herself, it's mostly males, as we said, then their families are allowed to come over to accompany them. That's the rules. That's the con. Again, does President Biden have any idea what's going on? Doesn't seem like it. Let's go to Thomas in Gibbon, Nebraska. Bill, you mentioned earlier this week that the governors of border states could utilize the National Guard to try to stop illegal crossings in the interior of their states. What's to stop them from imposing state authority at the border? Well, the governor of the state that did that would be arrested because federal authority extends to all of our borders. States cannot interfere. And if the governors tried, they would be arrested. Federal authority takes precedent over state authority. Finally, John is in Brighton, Colorado. Bill, we haven't heard any leaks come out of the Biden administration. It seems leaks were occurring daily in the Trump administration. What's going on? Well, the press wanted to harm the administration of Donald Trump. Everybody knows that. So they trumped up, pardon the pun, a bunch of stories by calling anonymous sources to say bad things about Donald Trump. That's easy. Anybody can do that. But the press does not want to hurt the Biden administration, so they're not calling anonymous sources. And that's what you see. Good question, John. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I approve that message by putting it together. For more honest news information, please go to BillOReilly.com. In a moment, something you might not know. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money 
your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. Oprah Winfrey, making global headlines in recent days following her interview with the royal couple, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. More than 61 million people all over the world watched the two-hour program. I did not. I'm a colonist. I don't really care about the royal family, but that's just me. The primetime special, the latest highlight in an incredible career for Oprah, who began in a very humble way. Oprah Gail Winfrey, born on January 29, 1954, in a small Mississippi farming town. Winfrey's unmarried parents, separated soon after she was born, left her in the care of her maternal grandmother. Oprah learned to read at age two. She skipped kindergarten, then skipped first grade, second grade. She was almost considered a genius kid at six years old. Oprah traveled north to join her mother and two half-brothers, in downtown Milwaukee, then a very bad neighborhood. She was eventually sent to live with her father in Nashville, Tennessee. During her childhood, Oprah says she experienced mental, physical, and sexual abuse. After graduating from Tennessee University, a small television station in Baltimore hired Oprah Winfrey to do what they call cut-ins, local news updates, during Good Morning America. Miss Winfrey then moved to Chicago, a big step, in 1984, where she did the weather, and then her own local TV show. She was spotted by director Steven Spielberg, who put her in the movie The Color of Purple. After that, her career exploded. She was given a national daytime TV show. It became a success, and in September 1985, the program was distributed to 138 cities all across the USA. Since then, Oprah Winfrey has amassed a fortune of $2.7 billion. She operates more than a dozen businesses, owns six homes from Hawaii to Georgia. She has won 20 Emmys, a Tony, a Peabody, and an Oscar. In 2013, she was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom by Barack Obama. She has two honorary doctorates, one from Duke, the other from Harvard. Back after this. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. 
Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.